Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Okay, how are we today? Good. I'm glad we're good. We are uh, in week three of our series, which is Pray Until... And uh, first week we did prayer and fasting. Paul preached a great message on that. Last week I talked at, I t- look, we talked about, we looked at the personalities of the God we are praying to. We looked at God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And uh, we did all of that in the hope of encouraging us all to go to prayer as a first resort, not a last resort. Who's committed to that? First resort, not last. So today I'm going to change it up a bit and we're going to talk about how we navigate unanswered prayer. Has anyone ever had an, has anyone ever had an unanswered prayer? Okay, all the rest of you are lying and we're in God's house, so we've all had unanswered prayer, right? Yes, we have. We are praying until... There it is, right there. We're praying until, but what if we're praying for doesn't happen? Because that can be our reality. Good and bad happen in life. I will always choose to pray and to believe. I will always choose, eventually, sometimes I, (laughs) eventually, to go to faith But sometimes our prayers don't get answered until we get to heaven. Ephesians 11.13 says, All of these people died still believing what God had promised them. The thing is, if we don't learn to navigate the loss and the pain and stay connected to God in the process, which is what prayer is all about, right? Staying connected to God then we may just walk away. And I don't want that to happen to any person in this room or anyone anywhere. For many of you, for some of you in this room, you have fasted and prayed and cried out to God for something. Maybe it was a healing of a relative, of a, of a friend, of a child. Maybe it's that someone would come to Christ Maybe it's for the restoration of something. Maybe it's a business that has gone bad. Maybe you thought you'd be doing that business for the rest of your life and it all went bad and you're left wondering, what happened? You fill in the blank. You prayed, you cried out to God. And some of you even felt you felt you had a word from God. That such and such a thing would happen, and it didn't. The friend died. The tragedy happened in the business. Things didn't turn out the way you thought. What happens when we have unanswered prayer? Because when when we're in that place, when that happens to us, we can become disappointed, and then disconnected from the very person we need the most. Because when disappointment comes, 
We find ourselves in a season of extreme vulnerability. If we could transfer that into the natural world, it would be as if our immune system has broken down. And if somebody walked past us with a cold, we'd pick it up. We'd just pick up whatever's going around because our immune system is broken down. We have uh, members of our church and a very long-time member of our church who was through, went through chemo for many, many years and she couldn't come to church because her immune system could not cope. When we're disappointed, it's like our immune system is broken down and the issue of hope, 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 hope is the immune system of the believer. And we can't live without it. And what happens when we're disappointed is we lose hope. And then we start to question God. And then we start to question his goodness. And then we start to become vulnerable to spiritual disease. You may have prayed for someone to get healed and they weren't, so you're unwilling to pray for anyone again. So when someone comes to you and and asks you to pray for them, instead of saying, I don't believe God can heal you, because of your experience, you say, that person over there, they're better at praying for that than me. And you put up a religious smokescreen because you don't want to come to grips with what you've struggled with and you've allowed it to take root and be established in your life. You may have failed in business and you have another opportunity. It's a great opportunity. And instead of saying, I'm too afraid to step out again and take a risk, I don't believe that God is actually on my side anymore. You say, I know that God has put me here in this tiny little job that I hate. When really, he wants to give you so, so much more than that. And you're just willing to lock yourself up in a smaller world than he wants the one he wants you to live in. Some of you have been in ministry. And you've been disappointed. And you've pulled back. And I believe God wants to touch your heart today and get rid of that disease that is in you and heal you. You may have had a failed relationship and you have another opportunity for a great, healthy, godly relationship. But instead of saying, I'm, I'm too afraid of being hurt again, I don't believe God is going to help me. He didn't last time. You say, I'm not interested when really what you really, really want and what you're searching for and longing for is right within your reach. See, it's a vulnerable time when we're open to spiritual disease and we have to jump at that moment when we've had unanswered prayer and and disappointment comes and we are tempted to disconnect from God. We have to jump and realise that this has to be redeemed or I will fall into the natural course of life and question God and then things will get planted inside of me. Weeds, bad seed will become planted inside of me and that seed will shape my thoughts to where I devalue God's choice of me and his desire to use me in a life-changing way and I will just settle for much, much less than what he has for me. And he doesn't want that. 
So when we've had unanswered prayer and we become disappointed in our lives and we hear someone say, God is good, we say, well, he's good to some because we're jaded. We're cynical. We're offended. What do I do when I'm in a hard place? I do a number of things, but do you know one of the things I do? I find my situation... I find what is going on inside me in a psalm. Bill Johnson says that too. That's where I got it from. And I think Psalm 42 is a great psalm, an awesome psalm to look at when we've had unanswered prayer and when we're facing disappointment of any kind. So we're going to look at that today. Verses 1 to 3 says this, As the deer longs for streams of water... So, I long for you. I thirst for God. I thirst for the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? The first thing we might find when we've had unanswered prayer that that leads us to disappointment is we can't find God. Where is God? Hello, 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 hello. Where are you, God? Is there anybody up there? Has anyone found that ever? Just me. The line is crackly. The voice is quiet. The noise of disappointment makes God's voice very hard to hear, I have found. If you've been through the last month in Canberra of heat, wow, wasn't it hot? Whoa. You'll know what it means to be thirsty if you spent three seconds outside. You know that feeling when you're just so parched and so dry? That's what the psalmist felt like. He was parched in his soul. He couldn't access God and he did not like it. My soul, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When? When can I find God? I need to find God. Tell me. Because disappointment can push us away from God and it can come between us and God. Right? God's there, disappointment, and we're over here. And we're trying to get over to him. If we allow an answered prayer and disappointment to colour our concept of God, we won't even be hungry for him. Why would I want to find a God who doesn't care about me anyway? Why would I want to find a God who is out to make me miserable and unhappy and who doesn't actually care about what is in my heart? Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. And at that point, our heart is feeling pretty sick. And some of you are in that headspace today, and I'm believing for a shift in Jesus' name. But on the other hand, if we understand that what he if we understand what God is really like, and that separation from God is is actually cutting off the very air that we breathe, when I'm without God, I feel desperate for the breath of heaven. Verse 4 says, My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid 
the sound of a great celebration. He was remembering what it was like. There was a time when I was the first person at church. I served in church. I was there every week. I would sing my heart out. I used to be so passionate about his house and his people. But now, now it's all changed. And the psalmist reflects on his, his change in his relationship with God. And he feels far away from God. And he remembers it, didn't always, it wasn't always like this. What on earth has happened? Verse 5, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my trust in God. I will praise him again, my saviour and my God. You know what? This guy, he understands the cure for unanswered prayer and disappointment. And it's not to stay in it. <laughs> it is not to stay in it. The answer to unanswered prayer and disappointment is this very thing, hope in God. With disappointment comes a sense of loss for the future in that area of your life. And we can start to turn it around by hoping in God. Romans 15, 13 says that I pray that God, the source of hope... The source of hope. Where do we get hope? We don't get it from anything but God. God is the source of hope. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. You know, when we have hope, we have joy and peace. Who likes joy and peace? I love joy and peace. That's the fruit of hope inside you is joy and peace. Because we trust in Him, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not through your power, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, the Holy Spirit can cut through our minds. He's done that with me not that long ago. I was awake when I should have been asleep. Does that happen to anyone but me? And it was dark. And I'm not talking about the outside. I'm talking about it was dark. It was so dark that I thought it was never going to get light. And what the Holy Spirit said to me while I was awake and should have been asleep was Romans 4. He said, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. That's what he said in the middle of the night. The literal night and the night that I was surrounded by. Even when there was no reason for hope, what did Abraham do? He kept hoping. It goes on and says, and so he became. You know, it's not easy. I admit. It's absolutely not easy. But most things of value in our life don't just drop into our laps. Would that be true? <laughs> You won't feel like it. But the psalmist spoke it to himself. He said, hey, you. Hey, you the one lying down. 
the one who's disappointed and afraid and feeling alone, what are you doing? Begin to hope in God. Begin to praise God. Begin to lift your head and focus on God. Even when there was no reason to hope, Abraham hoped anyway. He said, I will praise God for the, hope, for the help of his presence. Let's look at uh, uh, verse 6. Now I am deeply discouraged. Wow, it gets worse. But I will remember you even from distant Mount Hermon and the, and the, source, of the, the source of the Jordan and from the land of Mount Mazar. I am deeply discouraged. God, I am deeply discouraged right now. God, I am pretty upset right now. God, I can't see my way out right now. God, this was not the plan that I had in mind for my future. I did not expect to be here like this right now. I'm in despair. I'm discouraged. But I will. Verse 6. But I will remember you. But I will remember you. What do we do when we are discouraged? The psalmist told us what to do. He said it right there. But I will remember. What will you remember? I will remember the things that you have done for me in the past. I will remember when you came through for me in the past. I will remember when they told me that he wouldn't walk and he did. I will remember when I didn't have the money to pay the bill and you brought the money. I will remember when I needed healing and you healed me. I will remember when the battle felt so, so fierce that I wasn't sure I was going to make it and your loving kindness and your mercy, it gathered me up and here I am. I will remember what you've done for me. So many people spend all of their headspace, all of their mind power, focusing and remembering and drilling down onto what God didn't do and what He hasn't done. And they build this case up against Him. Living like that will blind us to what He has done. The psalmist said, I will remember all of those things you did for me all of those, at the, in those places. Why do we look at where he isn't when you can look at where he is? Why are we looking at what he hasn't done rather than what he has? We have to shift our focus to hope and faith. The same God who brought me through that is the same God who is going to bring me through this. He healed my body. The same God who saved me. The same God who took my guilt. The same God who changed me. He took my fear. That God will bring me through. And that is what I will remember. Because when I remember, I've built up my faith. What are we focusing on? That's the question. Okay, let's look at verse 7. I hear the, 
the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. Sometimes stuff is so heavy inside us. It's so, um, the disappointment is so great that we haven't even allowed God to get to it. We have to allow God to go to that place, that very deep place at the very heart of us. We need to experience God in that place of disappointment. We need the the power of God to touch us, the healing water of the Holy Spirit to wash over us in that place. It amazes me how so many Christians just don't let God go there. They haven't spent a solid amount of time and let God go into that place where they can pour out their soul until there's nothing left. Some people need to weep before God in honesty, not in bitterness or rejection, but just be honest before God. God, it looks to me like you gave me a bum deal. Because I really thought it was you that told me to do that and it all went wrong. It looks to me like you haven't done what you said you would do. Right at that time, we need to cut down the busyness, let get out into the bush by ourselves and sit there and cry out to God, walk the streets, do whatever it is, but pour your heart out to God and be honest. Don't be religious. Don't say the things you think God wants to hear. Be honest. The psalmist says, the raging seas of your waves and surging tides sweep over me. Because when we're honest with God, something amazing happens in our life. He overwhelms us. Those seas that the psalmist was talking about, it's like the seas of the Holy Spirit. He overwhelms us. His love and His compassion and His grace will overwhelm us. And we have to experience that because it's, it's when we face the unanswered prayer and the disappointment, He comes and He overwhelms us and He brings healing to our lives. Verse 8. But each day the Lord pours His unfailing love upon me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to the God who gives me life. Each day, the Lord pours his unfailing love. What is one of the things that we begin to question when we have unanswered prayer? God's love. Psalmist says, each day he pours his love on me. We, we question the goodness of God. Every day. Every day I get out of bed, the loving kindness of God. Every day you get out of bed, the loving kindness of God is pouring over you. Verse 9 and 10. Oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones, they scoff. Where is this God of yours? 
I love how real the Psalms are. Does anyone else love how real the Psalms are? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Verse 11, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him. He tells himself again. Because when we are disappointed with God, we're going to have to tell ourselves again and again. <laughs> hope in God. Melanie, put your name in there. Hope in God. Have you had unanswered prayer that's led you to become disappointed? I feel I can have the band up, please. Has disappointment come and disappointed you from your purpose, from what God has for you in life? I want to say to you this morning, don't let disappointment steal from you one more day. God is here to heal disappointment. He's here to set you free. Let the breath of heaven set you free. We're going to pray for that this morning in this place. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. But God, you didn't. That's what's going through some of your heads right now. But God, you didn't. You can fill in the blank. God, I was, I really felt I was doing what you'd asked me to do and look what happened. I would love you to take that to God right now because I believe the healing power of God is in this place. And he wants to lift your head and he wants to lift your burden and he wants to heal that any disappointment that you have that has caused your heart to become sick and disconnected from him. Holy Spirit, I pray right now across this place that you would be knocking on the hearts of people, Lord, who have allowed the things of life to separate them from their purpose and their destiny. Lord, 
Disappointment has disappointed them from their destiny. It, is, it, has, it, it has caused a division. And in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you would speak right into their heart right now. Lord, it would be like a megaphone. Like a megaphone, God, so loud that they would hear what you are saying. It might be, let it go, come home to me. You may never sort it all out. You may never work it all out with your brain. You may never know all of the things that you want to know. You may never have all of the answers that you want to have. But I can tell you what you can have. You can have your purpose and your destiny back. And you can have the relationship with your Father in heaven that you have longed for, that you have walked away from. however many there are in this place right now. I pray for them right now, God. Lord, I ask that your loving kindness and your compassion would touch them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would heal them in Jesus' name. Lord, that every mindset that needs to fall would fall in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for your power and your love. It's greater than any other love. Never, ever let you go. Ever let you go. You can turn away from it, but it will, it will always be there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.